0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: So you're hunting in the cold, and you need to stay warm. Seems simple, but you start looking in the insulated hunting gear, and you can find 10 or more different kinds of insulation. How do you sort through that? What works? What do you need? We're going to look at those questions and more on this episode. Welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Canitas, and today we're going to talk about making sense of insulation for hunting gear. And, you know, there's so much out there. You start to look and you open your eyes and you just... You know, allow the brain waves in your mind to, to start to take notice of some of these things, you can really end up in a mind bender. There are so many different kinds of insulation for hunting gear, as there is all kinds of other gear, but I never cared about any of that, it never mattered to me, never thought about any of that until I was trying to find warmer hunting gear. Now, I did an episode previously on hunting bibs. If you're interested in this subject at all, even if you're not interested in bibs, you should go back and listen to that episode too because a lot of those things are gonna apply here and a lot of things I covered there, I'm just not gonna get in depth here because you, know, you can get that episode and that really covers everything, not just bibs, but pretty much any kind of layer and all the different pieces and the materials and some of the information about insulation. But I wanted to do an episode that's just a deep dive into insulation what does it mean what does it matter should you buy it do you need it Uh, all these kind of questions now first and foremost the question you need to ask yourself is this is your hunting gear warm enough if it is you don't need anything else that's the bottom line if your stuff is warm enough and you're happy with it you don't need to buy anything else you don't need to get in anything else um just go hunting. You don't don't you don't need to finish listening to this episode unless you want the information to help share with other people or to inform future decisions or if you're planning a hunt to Alaska. You know, if your stuff is warm enough, great. I'm I got nothing to sell. I got no insulation sponsors. I'm just covering this information from what I've learned to help you make sense out of this landscape. So there's probably at least 10 primary insulations that I've found in my in my research and my journeys into this subject. And just just by name without jumping into the specifics, you have Thinsulate, you've got Primaloft, you've got Down, you've got Fleece, you've got Polyester, you've got Cotton, you've got Wool, you've got Thermalite, you've got Kokona, you've got Treated Down, you've got blends of Primaloft and down and you've got several others and new ones are coming out every day and every year with all kind of fancy names and what do they mean and what do they matter well all right let's get to the basic principle of insulated gear so with insulated gear you have a layer of fabric a layer of material could be anything could be polyester could be wool could be fleece could be Gore-Tex, whatever it is. You have some layer of material that is outside interfacing with the elements. It is the, the outermost piece of the garment. It is painted camo or orange. And that is what everything comes in contact with. Then you have a layer of insulation. Now there could be other layers, but we're simplifying. Then you have a layer of insulation. You have some other material And then you have the inner layer, which is what touches your body. So you've got at least a three-layer sandwich in this gear. Outer layer, insulation, inner layer. The outer layer is designed to keep the outside out. Whether it's nylon or fleece or Gore-Tex or neoprene or whatever it is, it's designed to keep the outside out, the inner layer, is designed to keep you warm, to be comfortable, to to have the right feel and stickiness against your body or rather lack of stickiness, whatever you need it to be to to fit well against you and to wick away moisture and sweat ideally, right? If it's really cheap, it's not going to do all those things, of course, but ideally that's what the inner layer is doing. And then the insulation, the stuff between the layers, the whole point of that stuff is to keep you warm. And the way it keeps you warm is by retaining heat, retaining air, keeping the, the warmth that is against your body from leaving, while at the same time keeping out the cold that's outside, but ideally then allowing moisture to escape. So you sweat, you want that sweat to be able to evaporate and escape through the insulation um, and then not get stuck too much in that insulation. And then you want that insulation, though, to keep the cold out and the warmth in. So that's the idea. That's sort of the goal behind it. Now, you've got insulated pants. You have insulated bibs, insulated coats, insulated hats, insulated gloves. You've got insulated boots. And I'm not going to go too much into footwear on this, although a lot of this applies to footwear, but I'm focusing mostly on garments because you get into footwear and there's a lot more to it and a lot of other stuff and just can only cover so much in an episode, but some of this will apply there as well. So what are these different types of insulations and what do they do? Well, we'll start with the most basic. You've got cotton. Cotton is basically the worst insulation on the planet for cold weather hunting gear. It is the worst thing that there is. Cotton is not that warm, but it's okay until it gets wet. Any moisture and cotton basically loses all insulative properties. So if it rains, if you sweat, if you spill a drink, if you just condensation, because that can happen when you're hunting, you know, dew points and whatever, as soon as you get moisture, cotton's done and it has basically no wind resistant property. It, it Wind goes right through it. Everything goes through it and water makes it useless. And take it from me, you're gonna sweat, or it's gonna rain, or something's gonna happen. Almost every hunt, it's just it's just the way of things. And of course, cotton is also the cheapest. And as I mentioned in my episode about bibs, when I was trying to figure out the difference in bibs, I found a pair of bibs that was six hundred dollars, and I found a a pair of bibs that was thirty dollars. And the cotton ones were thirty dollars, just straight cotton through and through, painted camo. 30 bucks and uh, just not something that I would wear for any sort of cold related stuff. It is the poorest insulation you can find. Now, as I go up from here, these aren't all necessarily in order of what's the best or what's the worst. All right. There's a lot of debate on some of these, but I'm going to just give you some information about each of them as as we go through this list. So you've got cotton you know, there's not a best, but cotton is the worst, right? And the next one's not the second worst. It's just, you're starting to get into real insulation. So you go from cotton, uh, then you go to wool. Okay. So wool is uh, a very nice, very warm, very insulative material. You don't have a lot of garments that are stuffed with wool, right? Not, not insulated with wool, but they may be made of wool. Um, a lot of socks are made out of wool wool works quite well for retaining heat even when wet Um, it is it can be good for wind resistance depending on how it's made and what it's made of but wool is a nice material Um, merlino wool in particular is considered one of if not the best materials as your next to skin thermal layer so very warm, moisture wicking, maintain, retains a lot of heat even when wet. Much, 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 much better than cotton. Um, and of course, you know, where's wool come from? Sheep. Wool's keeping sheep warm. Sheep in the mountains, sheep, you know, in the Arctic, wool is very insulative, very good, works nicely, um, but it's a little heavy. It is thick you need a significant amount of it to to be warm and it's not great to insulate coats and and jackets you might make a coat out of wool and there might be some merit to that Uh, but mostly when it comes to hunting we use wool for socks and for high-end thermals we don't stuff it into our garments so much because we need a lot of it to get the difference but wool is a great insulator After wool, you've got um, just sort of your basic uh, fleece. Fleece is a type of knit polyester. Uh, It's really miraculous kind of stuff, the way they've they've figured out how to make fleece. Fleece is really good for retaining warmth, moisture wicking. Uh, Fleece is kind of like the synthetic wool that is cheaper or not, well yeah, it is cheaper and softer you know, can be super comfy. You buy fleece blankets and stuff like that, but when you get like fleece garments for hunting, you get a fleece hoodie or a fleece line coat, that fleece can really hold a lot of heat and it really works well with moisture. Now, often we use fleece as a layer. So I might have, um, you know, maybe I have a Merlino wool, you know, thermal top on, which of course, who knows how much that cost, right? And then I might have on top of that, I might have a fleece hoodie. And that's just really going to hold a lot of heat. And then on top of that, I might have my outer coat or another layer of fleece. And that coat then is going to have insulation in it. So fleece is insulating. We make garments out of fleece. A lot of mid layers, the best mid layers are made out of fleece. But we don't really use fleece fleece as an insulation. So you're not usually going to buy a coat that has an outer layer, an inner layer, and fleece in between. You might have a fleece inner because the fleece is insulating, but you're not going to use the fleece as insulation most of the time. But fleece is very well insulating. Now, why don't they put fleece as an insulation? You need a lot of it. And it's it works so well as a mid-layer and as a in like you know if you have a high end coat that's super high end it might be fleece inside and then a layer of insulation and then the external so that's kind of how fleece fits into it then you have getting into like the true insulation so there's like polyester fill which is often the cheapest kind of synthetic insulation and they will literally i mean really fine fibers of polyester and they will knit it into like a a thin layer that'll go and be the the filling of um, an insulated coat or insulated pants. Now, I'm just gonna be honest with you, you know, there's no special name, no special brand, no special anything, it's just listed as polyester fill. This can work really good. Oftentimes, this can be all that you need. I'm gonna talk about some of the fancier ones but at the end of the day if you have polyester fill insulation in a jacket and pants and bibs and something that's really gonna help that's gonna that's gonna make a big difference over an uninsulated outer layer an uninsulated garment polyester fill you're you're getting to the point here where you know that's the cheap version of the expensive stuff um but it, it it still works relatively well compared to the expensive stuff. So I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So then you go from polyester fill, and you get into some of the the higher end stuff. So on the higher end spectrum, you've got down, and down is comes from geese. It is uh, you know the 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 soft, fluffy, warm part of geese feathers goose feathers whatever and down is really considered nature's ultimate insulator it is super warm super lightweight you need super little of it to make a huge difference you just look at canada geese okay these geese are flying at significant altitudes across canada across northern u.s in unbelievable conditions i mean it's five degrees blistering winds they're flying at what two thousand feet of altitude for hundreds of miles how do they not freeze solid and fall out of the sky like a brick down that's what it is and it's got to be light enough to fly so you know whereas sheep they're expert and goats are expert mountain climbers and you know they can afford to have 50 pounds of wool on them Canada Goose can only have a couple ounces of insulation. So down is sort of the gold standard of nature for insulation. It's often considered the best of the best. You've got down-line or um, insulated coats. You've got down pants. You've got down jackets. Some of the really high-end brands use down. Down is one of the best things that's out there. Now, the only thing about down that makes it less than flawless is it loses a lot of its insulated capabilities if it gets wet. Um, doesn't It's not as bad as cotton, but it's not as good as wool. So if down gets wet, then it, it loses a lot of its warmth retention. Now, in order to combat that, they make treated down, which is chemically treated to resist moisture and stay dry, even if exposed to moisture. So that really can improve what it's able to do and how warm it can stay and how much heat it can retain um, even if moisture is introduced to the equation. All of the higher end stuff I'm gonna get into has been people and companies and the military's attempts at creating synthetic down. It's really what it comes down to. A lot of the higher end stuff is man's attempt to make a better down out of technology. You know, how, what is down, how does it work, and what can we make that's similar to that that's going to essentially be as warmer, warmer than down, but retain um, insulating properties when it gets wet. So one of the most common, the most well-known of those is Thinsulate. Thinsulate, I think, is made by 3M or one of those companies. And it's just, you know, it's a clever name. It's a very thin sort of synthetic polyester insulation that has very thin fibers. The fibers are very small and something or other with the small fibers, um, you know, insulates better. I, you know, you look into the science and I have, and I've read articles and articles about it, but at the end of the day, it's basically just like, okay, small fibers standing upright, stuck together. The heat doesn't you know, doesn't transfer between from one to the other, so they're able to keep heat in, keep cold out, and whatever. Bottom line is, it works pretty well. It really does. I've got some gear that has thin slate in it, and it is super warm. I've got some gloves that have a little bit of thin slate; they're fairly warm. I've got some boots that have a ton of thin slate; they're really warm. I've got some bibs that are made basically out of thin slate, and they're super duper. Uh, and the nice thing about thin slate is it's thin, yeah, but it, it you don't have a lot of bulk. You can get a lot of insulative properties without needing pounds of it like you do with wool. Um, and I think thin slate retains something like ninety or ninety-five percent of its insulative capabilities even when wet. So that is sort of the you know one of the big things about it. You go on from thin and I'm not necessarily even saying going up. You know, some of the gear is more expensive, the brand names may be fancier. I don't know that it insulates better or not, to tell you the truth. But then you go to PrimaLoft, and PrimaLoft is really considered to be the the gold standard in terms of insulation by some. Not there, you know. There is no real there there. There's no real way to measure. One type of insulation against another type of insulation with any sort of metric, number, formula, method. I, I, I've spent hours trying to figure it out. And there really isn't. There's not really any metric to say, well, this retains X units of heat under Z conditions, and this retains more or less units under the same conditions. There's nothing like that out there that I could find, and I looked hard. Um, so Prima Loft is essentially designed to be synthetic down that's really what it was made to be and there's different grades of primaloft there's silver there's gold there's platinum and they're supposed to get warmer as you go up and they've got great branding Uh, if they have anything they have great branding so primaloft was basically made to be synthetic down to retain heat like down to work like down to be like down i think it was designed um for military application and it was basically the idea of being synthetic down with all the pros of down without any of the cons other than expense because it's not cheap and to to come up with this stuff and you know the branding i'm sure also adds a lot of cost to it i don't know what the raw cost is on the making this stuff but with the branding and the marketing that definitely jacks up the price so a lot of your highest end brand stuff on the planet is going to have Primaloft in it. And is that actually going to make it warmer than Thinsulate? I, You know what, I just, I can't, I don't know. You know, there's 200 grams of Primaloft against 200 grams of Thinsulate. What's going to be warmer? Well, yeah, there's just not a way to know. I really tried to figure that out, to try to balance that equation when I when I got to the very bottom line of my research between Primaloth and Thinsulate, here's what I came up with. From the best of the best of the best reviewers and reviewing sites and all this stuff, well, Thinsulate is thinner. And that was it. Warmer, colder, nobody really... There's just... There's no way anybody could come up with any way to really compare them. Uh, so, you just... Take it with a grain of salt and figure out which marketing you like the most or what's on sale. That's maybe the better way to go about it. So, you got Primaloft and Thin Slate. They're usually seen as the two top competitors in the high end insulation market. But that's not all. You've got Thermalite insulation, which is a higher end polyester fill type stuff that is. Um, sort of like Primaloft's competitor on the lower end scale. How does it compare with the other ones? Couldn't tell you. But it seems to be, uh, from what I've found and what I've seen, it seems to, to be maybe a little better than polyester fill and maybe maybe somewhere in the ballpark of the high-end ones. Can't really say You've got cocona insulation, which is not as common, but it is out there, and there are some high, super high-end brands that use cocona insulation. And from what I could find out about the cocona insulation, is they have a, a different fiber structure, which somehow insulates more better. That's that's what that's what they say. You know, is cocona better than? PrimaLoft or ThinSlate, I I I couldn't imagine that any of them are definitively better than the others if used in similar quantities with the ideal application for that material. You know, I think if you buy a super high end coat with ThinSlate or a super high end coat with PrimaLoft or a super high end coat with Kokona, is one of them going to be better than the other? Uh, I think it's going to come down more to what else are they made out of. And how much of whatever's in them, I don't think you could say this one's going to be warmer because it's thin Now, if one coat has 500 grams of thin slate and another coat has 100 grams of PrimaLoft, then maybe the thin will be warmer just because there's more insulation in there. But if you're trying to compare 100 grams to 100 grams and which one's warmer, I think you're just going to end up frustrated, which is what happened to me. So at the end of the day the specifics on which type of high-end insulation you're looking at don't matter as much as do you have insulation in the garment that you're looking to buy and do you have an insulation that'll do what you're hoping it will do so uh, i know of of a you know super old school turkey hunter i mean he's been turkey hunting 40 50 years he has killed more turkeys in the last 10 years, than years I've been alive. I mean, this guy is, he's writing book after book after book. He's writing another book on the subject. Um, And, you know, he's a a mover. He gets up and he moves. He doesn't sit long when he turkey hunts. But he turkey hunts in the spring in all kinds of conditions. And not real far in the north, but some days it's cold. So what he will do is he will pack a down shirt. It's like an insulated down shirt, weighs one pound, but he can fold it up, roll it up into a tight little ball like the size of a sandwich, put a piece of string around it, throw it in his backpack, and he's got that in there. And if he finds himself in a place where it's extra cold, colder than he was expecting or super windy, he can pop that shirt out, untie it, fits right back to size, put it on, and he's able to stay warm in unexpectedly colder, windy situations and conditions, that's sort of what he has in his back pocket. Now that that thing does not work so well if it gets cold, cause, or if it gets wet, because down doesn't work real great in those situations when you introduce moisture. But he's not hunting all day in it. He's not hiking out to the to the to the ridge tops wearing that. That's in his backpack, and if he gets cold, or if something goes wrong, or something unexpected happens with the weather. He can pull that out and put that on to stay warm and either finish his hunt or get home. So he's not wearing it for the whole hunt. So he's able to make the best use out of the down, the fact that it can be real small, light, compact, extra warm, and he doesn't really have to worry about the negative of if it gets wet, then it ends up not being as warm because he's not using it like that. And it's not super expensive and didn't cost him a ton of money. Uh, But it was a great move for him and for his style of hunting. On the other hand, you're sitting in the deer stand and you're going to be up there half a day, all day. You need something that is insulating, that is going to to still be effective when moist. Not because of the rain, but because of your own sweat. You sit there long enough, sun comes and goes, wind comes and goes. You just be in there, you end up sweating. You need something that's going to be able to, to, to retain um, heat and then wick moisture and get that out of you. So you want some kind of synthetic material. You want some kind of fleece. You want Primaloft, Thin Slate, cacoma, um Thermalite, Polyester Fill, something that is going to be effective with moisture. Or treat it down, of course. But of course, none of those are you know, none of those are cheap options, but you want something that's going to do that. Um, you know, which one, you know, is, I, I think it matters more about the garment and the rest of the features than which one. As long as you have one of those types of insulation, that's going to do what you need it to do. The, the the Which one matters more, which one's better is going to depend more on the garment, right? There's super high end stuff with one of them. And that insulation isn't what makes the garment, everything else that's in it is what makes it great. And then you've got cheaper stuff that has like maybe a token amount of insulation in it. Just, you know, here's a uh, here's a parka with 50 grams of Prima Loft. Well, that's not gonna do anything. It's just not enough to matter. But they can say that it's in there. So the amount matters, but then everything else in the garment matters. Um, you know this is the kind of stuff you want to look at. What I recommend is if you need something warm, get something that's insulated and and if it will tell you what it's insulated with, it's probably good enough that it don't 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 go don't go too fast by that statement. If it tells you what it's insulated with, it's probably good enough. So for example, if you buy a pair of pants or a coat or bibs and it says insulated, I want to be able to find out what it's insulated with. Is it polyester fill? Is it thermalite? Is it some other kind? And and literally there's dozens of them. There's no shortage. But will it tell you what it's insulated with? If it does that, it's probably good enough. It's probably going to be warm. If it just says insulated and it doesn't tell you what it's insulated with and the tag doesn't even recognize insulation i wouldn't put a lot of stock in that being super warm so for example you're going to buy a pair of pants pair of bibs and they say insulated all right no marketing nothing that tells you what kind of insulation go to the tag okay does it have insulation listed as one of the layers if not then yeah i would question i would question it i don't care what the insulation is You know, if it just, if it says outer layer this, inner layer this, insulation this, doesn't matter what the insulation is, as long as it's not cotton, as long as it recognizes that there's insulation in there, as long as there's enough material in that thing for it to be worth putting on. But you also need to keep in mind a lot of the super fancy insulations, they come up as polyester on wash tags and and garment tags, Prima Loft, Finsulate. A lot of them will just come up as generic polyester on the tags. So, you know, like I've bought stuff. It says this is Thinsulate. There's X grams in it, but it comes up on the wash tag, insulation, polyester. That's because all the synthetic ones are essentially made out of different types of polyester. So don't worry too much about what the insulation is. Worry about is there insulation and then consider how much that's what matters in my book when it comes down to buying insulated garments and then understand what fleece is used for what wool's used for what merlino wool's used for what cotton is used for which is not much in the hunting world um and you know how you can make use of these garments how you can buy what you need to do what you want it to do that's the most important thing buy what you need to do what you want it to do, to do what you need it to do. You don't need to spend a ton of money to get something that works, but you need to understand what you're buying so you buy the right type of thing. I've seen stuff before that is super generic, but you could tell just by picking it up, okay, it's made well. It doesn't have a fancy brand name insulation, but this thing is warm. It has multiple layers. It's got a wind stopper in it. It's... It's got a a nice insulation layer there. It's got a nice internal layer. You can tell the layers, right? It's things that are mono layer. Those are the things that I'm weary of. If it's just one material, because that one material is not gonna stop wind and be insulated, and keep you warm against your skin. It's not gonna do all those things. It just isn't gonna do it. Fleece is maybe the best uh, if you wanted a one layer thing But even then you have different weaves of fleece to do different things You you if you want a mono layer fleece garment You still probably want a few different layers of fleece because you want an outer layer That's weaved tighter to keep wind out But you want an inner layer that is is more plush that is gonna hold heat and and be soft and and do those things So even still even if it's just a fleece garment, it should have multiple layers of fleece In order to do the multiple functions otherwise you want multiple garments so it's all about staying warm keeping warm and being able to hunt in the conditions that you hunt in and and not spending money for the sake of fancy names and fancy brands but understanding how garments are made and what kind of stuff goes in them to get what you need to do what you need it to do. So I hope that's helpful. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes, more information, lots of other episodes. Until next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods.